I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Uh, so today we're going to welcome to the podcast, Angela Henderson. Uh, so Angela is an author, entrepreneur, small business consultant, speaker, blogger, mother, and a mental health clinician of 15 plus years. After continually getting asked for business advice, Angela found herself in front of women entrepreneurs who had the right ideas and bucket loads of skill, but didn't know how to translate into a successful, sustainable business. Determined to change that, she started Angela Henderson Consulting in 2017. Also, one of the things I can't do is my, is I tracked to speak out loud. <laughs> That's another one of my symptoms. All right. So first question for you is what was your first job? My first job. So I grew up in uh, Canada and my first job was working in a bingo hall. And so I remember pushing the cart around. I was 14, uh, you know, just going up and down the aisles. And I thought, oh, I was in my brain. And there was someone in there going, there's got to be easier ways here to make money. But again, at 14, you don't know any different. Um, and so, yeah, so 14, uh, I would walk up and down and talk to people, have great conversations. Uh, again, you had to learn math really quickly. Mm -hmm. You had to be able to think on your feet. You had to be able to adapt. And so, you know, I hope to be able to get my own kids having jobs earlier on because I do I think it builds confidence uh different thinking and problem solving skills etc so yeah but the bingo hall is where I first got my job I love it and I talk about restaurants all the time um and how like they really translate to like actually running your own business mm -hmm. like you know being a waiter is or being a server is highly translatable 100% the people skills that you have to bring mm -hmm. on board. The uh, juggling, the, the juggling of people's needs, the personality type differences, and you like run your own little business in your section. You yeah, know, and it's, it's up like to if, you. dealing with cranky people, you mm -hmm. know, like all of it, dealing yeah. with um, the ego and the hierarchy. Yeah, totally true. Totally true. I, mm -hmm. I, I always talk about that. And I, I had that epiphany like 10 podcasts ago when I was talking to someone, I was like, Oh, that really does translate. And that's probably why I was a really good server. Yeah, exactly. But again, you know, that level of busyness too, right? It's mm -hmm. like, it keeps you going. It keeps you on your feet. You've got to be thinking all mm -hmm. the time. Like it, it doesn't stop. And so again, it's, it's that constant movement. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are very similar as that our brains go very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, we're always looking for adapting, you know, pivoting, changing. Processing uh, systems, and, you know, making it quicker, making, making it faster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, absolutely relatable. Um, okay. So give us the cliff notes on your career journey. Journey. So uh, let's. So I started my high school in, in undergrad in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Even though I'm from Canada, I did my undergrad. Okay, I have to in, back up for a minute. So Angela is from Canada. She uh -huh. went to school here in the United States, and you live in Australia. That's correct. Yeah. So you'll get yeah. a little bit of all of those accents. When a little bit of a twang. I love it. Exactly I love like. it. <laughs> so yeah. So high school and undergrad was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And that's where I did an undergrad in psych and soci sociology. Mm -hmm. I then came to Australia where I did my master's in social work. And then I went back to America where I did my clinical practice in North Carolina. So mm -hmm. I did my clinical practice specifically with adults uh, and with mental health. And so it was my job at that stage to do 
do everyone's initial clinical assessment. So people would come in, I'd do a two to three hour assessment, and then I'd start to make those formal diagnoses, whether or not it was depression, anxiety, potentially ruling in or ruling out schizophrenia, et cetera. So that's what I did. Uh, and I did that up until two years ago. Uh, but what happened then is I had a little baby named Finley. I remember playing toys with him on the ground one day at about nine months old. And I said, surely there's better toys than this other than like these bells and whistles going off. Mm -hmm. You know, full disclosure, we still have bells and whistle toys and we still um, use electronics. But I just was like, at nine months, surely there's other things. So I went looking for other toys that really worked on promoting, you know, fine motor skill development, color recognition, imaginary play, and really allowing parents to play with the kids also to make those long childhood memories. Uh, and that's where my first business, Finley and Me, started. So over the last 10 years, we developed it to one of Australia's leading uh, toy stores, uh, which was fantastic. We had 1,400 different products at one stage. And then from there, my second income stream was, uh, I was an influencer, so I was signed with Netflix as one of their top 30 influencers here in Australia, New Zealand, and bigger brands similar to like Target, Walmart, uh, Whole Foods, etc. And so that was great because not only was it a second income stream, but it allowed my brain, which goes a million miles an hour, to do different things, and I wasn't getting so bored. Uh, so that was great. And then Angela Henderson Consulting came into the pipeline, but it wasn't that at the beginning people just started to pick, ask to pick my brain, mm -hmm. and being a bit naive to the whole consulting sphere, I was like, I'm a bit of a giver. Then it was like on my two months in, I was like, hold on a minute. I've done these like pick my dates 14 times. That's like, oh, if I start charging people for this, I have a second business. So I never went out to be a consultant. Mm -hmm. uh, but because of my expertise in SEO and, and foundational elements, really, and then obviously now growth stage where, you know, one of my clients just had a 300k month this month, wow. you know, and things like that off the back of an e-product. Those are things that I'm like, okay, hold on. I do have the skill set. So then I started charging people. And now, yeah, I work with women in business to get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And I do that through my one-to-one -one consulting. I've got a women in business mastermind that I run every five months. I run Australia's leading four-day, three-night women in business retreat. And I also have a group coaching program. So, yeah. So, that's what I, I do now. You're so, really all from the bingo hall to here. <laughs> It's so funny how some of the consulting stuff kind of evolves. Um, mm. I have like five or six people now. They're like, um, so do you want a mentor? -y? And I'm like, mm. uh, <laughs> uh. Sure. I'm like one at a time. I'm doing one right now. And I'm like, I love doing this. I love helping other people find their um, confidence and like their tax planning and like pushing them to charge more and all of that. But I was like, you know, I do one at a time, guys. I'm still building a business over here. <laughs> Plus I have a podcast. <laughs> like Jamie's got one. Jamie can yeah. do one. But but it is, it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah, I love being is. able to Again, before we were recording, I talked a lot about my uh, ADHD, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I look at it as a superpower and, and things like that. And for me, it was like, I love still doing the one-to-one -one so much and also the mastermind because it's always something new. It's mm -hmm. never the same. Mm -hmm. So I'm never getting bored. Whereas with the toy stuff, it was, okay, it's another new toy, but it was still like the process of uploading, selling, going to trade fairs. We're here. It's like, there's something new every day. So it mm -hmm. keeps me and my brain happy. Yeah, I think... That's really important for us ADHD people. Um, and yeah. I think my husband is finally starting to understand that like, I'm always gonna have something else going on. 
Right. Yes. I was, I was birth doula for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. I just couldn't be on call anymore. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I always have to have something. <laughs> something else going on. <laughs> it could totally be hobbies. It could be work. It could be, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. I, always I get got it. Oh, I get it. Some kind of obsession right now. My, my obsession is knitting. I just learned okay. how to knit. And so I have, now I have tubs full of yarn. <laughs> yarn as you do. You know, because you can't just have one. You're going to need lots. multiple ones. Yes. Oh, and I have a whole queue of projects I want to do. So we'll see how far I get with all of that well, keep before me I try something yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, I did uh, like nail polish and nail art for really long, for like two or three years. And so I literally have hundreds of nail polishes at this point because I was like, because I'm a collector, I collect stuff, you know, when I get, when I get knee deep in this stuff, like I just start collecting Yep. Um, so now so, I just so have a ton of nail polish. <laughs> so you'll have nail polish, you'll have yarn, you'll have to have like, you'll have a mini garage sale, do you know what I mean? To be yeah. able to, yes, do something else with that. Oh gosh. Yeah, I know. Hopefully I'll use it all up. We'll see what happens. Um, so let's talk about, so you talk about human to human marketing and that's a new concept for me. I haven't heard of that. So can you talk to us about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So human to human marketing, in my opinion, is the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. Mm -hmm. And so in our particular world that we're in, and most businesses will hear B2B or B2C. Mm -hmm. And though I don't disagree that B2B and B2C is still a necessary part of business, I think businesses though need to start incorporating the H to H marketing. Because if you don't incorporate the H to H marketing, in my opinion, what's going to happen is that people are going to get left behind. We're going to, well, not people, our businesses are going to get left behind for those businesses that choose to implement H to H marketing. So again, creating that human experience, that experience and interaction with a brand. You know, I'll give you an example. When I was first found out I was pregnant with Finley, one of the things that I craved was these muffins and you got them at this beautiful Italian restaurant here in Brisbane, Australia. And they're like massive, massive muffins filled with blueberries and raspberries. And I've always drank Diet Coke. And so when I first started getting the cravings is I would go to this place called Tognini's and I would go in and at the beginning I would just order like kind of that muffin and that Diet Coke and nothing really changed. But as I kept going back, it was like, oh, what's your name? I'm Angela. How far along are you in your pregnancy? Mm. So far, And then so on and so forth. And then that relationship. But again, it wasn't just the relationship. It was their ability to incorporate human to human marketing. Every time I went in there, there was an experience and an interaction that I was able to have with these people. Mm-hmm. So then Finley came along and they're like, oh my goodness, how are you Finley? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then they started to create the same thing. Those I was like, oh, I want to keep going back to that place. Mm-hmm. And then Chloe came along. So now Finley will be 11 in August. Mm-hmm. So I've technically been going there for 12 years. <laughs> And I figured out middle of this, like middle of last year that I've probably spent close to $25,000 buying muffins and and diet Cokes over (laughs) this time. Now, what's changed though, is we're actually a 40 minute return trip to where like 20 minutes each way, obviously, Mm -hmm. to where they go. But because my kids go to that suburb for school, and even if not Saturday mornings, we still wake up even on non-school days and drive there to get the muffins. So that's an, that's an example of human to human marketing mm-hmm. that it's 
you, I can probably get a muffin down the road that would take me two minutes to go and get. Uh, their muffins don't taste as good as they did before. Is that I think they're cheaping out on the uh, the blueberries and raspberries now. But the thing is, is that we keep going back and we have for 12 years. Mm -hmm. But again, they could have just created the experience, but not an interaction. And it wouldn't have been the same. They could have created an interaction and not the experience. It wouldn't have been the same. But they've not only created an interaction and an experience for me, Mm -hmm. but for my children. So we keep going back. So I really encourage business owners who are listening to this podcast and really thinking about how are they blending human to human marketing into their own business. Like, you know, Jamie, I'm assuming that you've got some sort of experience too, where um, like you either have a favorite hairdresser that you like mm -hmm. to go to, mm -hmm. or you there's somewhere that you like to go to. Oh, be yeah. Correct? Oh yeah, I have a few of those. <laughs> and you keep and you keep going back, right? Yeah. So, well, because because I have relationships. Like exactly so, and a lot right. of them are like personal service. Like they're like my chiropractor. You you will have to kill me first before right. I let her go. She's amazing. Uh, my hair guy, one of my favorite yep. people. Right? You just said hair guy. Um, my personal trainer. I've been going to him for like three and a half years now, mm -hmm. um, twice a week. Yeah, but again, I'm assuming it's not, it's a, an interaction and experience, right? That mm -hmm. keeps you going back. Yeah, oh yeah. Your toes. And there's a quote, I can't remember who says it, but it's like, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will not forget how you made them, them feel. feel. Mm -hmm. Businesses, in my opinion, are so worried about where the next dollar is coming from, especially in startup. I get it. We've all been there, right? Yes. But you still need to treat them like a human and not like a number. So the more you can make your audience feel, the more that you develop that warmth, that again, mm -hmm. that interaction and experience that one faces with a brand, mm -hmm. you're going to position yourself in a much better position. That's really so, interesting. And, and for me as you know, I've kind of looked at, there's, you know, three reasons why I believe human to human marketing needs to be integrated into overall business plans. And mm -hmm. one to me, this is the most staggering statistic, is that most recent studies have concluded that your customers are human. Oh, no. repeat that, is that studies have concluded that they're human. Like I just mentioned earlier on, is people are forgetting that these people that are buying from you still mm -hmm. are human beings. They still have needs that need to be met, whether or not you want to address those or not, right? Right. But again, reason number one why you need human-to-human -human marketing is that, yes, studies have concluded that your customers are human. Reason number two uh, that you need human-to-human -human marketing, in my opinion, is you must stand out and you must be the purple cow. What I mean by that is Seth Godin has a book called The Purple Cow. Mm -hmm. If you haven't read it, I strongly encourage you to read it. But he talks about him and his family are driving in the beautiful countryside of France. And as they're driving, they're just seeing these cows. And they're like, oh my God, they're amazing. And there was brown cows and black cows and white cows. But after a time, they became boring cows. Mm -hmm. And then they say in the book, but can you imagine if you had a purple cow? Mm -hmm. That would be interesting, at least for a little while. And that's why you, you need human to human marketing is that in a world where things are so noisy, there's so many people that you're competing with, you must stand out and have a differential point. Mm -hmm. You must be memorable. Again, and I, you don't have to do anything, but it's like when I say must, the sooner you can do this, the better you're going to grow your business. Mm -hmm. So you have to be thinking about how can you stand out and be the purple cow mm -hmm. and human marketing allows you to do that and the third reason why you need human to human marketing is that emotional motivators drive consumer behavior and when you drive consumer behavior you have sales mm -hmm. 
So if you're in business and you want to make money, you need sales. So my whole philosophy there is, is that like, again, how are you going to emotionally get into these people? Well, again, human to human marketing allows you to create the experience and interaction which makes people feel, which drives emotional motivators and you inevitably will then increase your sales. So those are the three reasons why I believe that human to human marketing is, is so needed mm-hmm. in our current climate. But the other component that I talk about with human to human marketing is sales process. Mm-hmm. People think of you know a sales process traditionally as you've got the prospect, mm-hmm. you qualify, you present, you overcome objections, you close, you follow up, and maybe you provide some customer service, Mm -hmm. maybe. But there's an amazing uh, book where, uh, excuse me, it's called The Go-Givers. And Mm -hmm. Bob Burke and John David Mann talk about it. And I look at the human-to-human marketing process as as what these guys talk about in The Go-Givers sales process is that you create value, Mm -hmm. you touch people's lives, you build networks, you be real, you stay open and you will become profitable. Mm -hmm. For so many entrepreneurs, when I start introducing this concept of human to human marketing, it's very different to what everyone else is saying. Go get the leads, you know, overcome the injections, Mm -hmm. rah, 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 get people through. No, Mm -hmm. that's fine, but you are just churning people. Mm -hmm. That might be fine if you've got like, I don't know, a $7 ebook. But even though $7 ebook people are still humans that are buying from you, right? right? So if you can create that interaction and experience early on for the $7 product, they're probably going to buy from you more and more. They're already a hot client. You've taken them from cold to warm to hot and put them into that ecosystem. So again, studies have concluded that most recent studies is that people are humans. Your buyers are humans. Treat them like humans, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I really love about incorporating the H2H marketing is that my sales process no longer feels sleazy because (laughs) my sales process now feels like I'm serving people. Mm -hmm. And because I'm serving people and that is my whole aim as a business consultant is to serve and move people through this process and to help them grow sustainable and profitable businesses, I don't feel bad about selling because I genuinely know I'm creating value, I'm touching Mm -hmm. people's lives, I'm building networks. And because of that, I'm profitable. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I think a lot of the time I was actually just talking to somebody the other day, they're like, you know, we need something that's low, you know, low barrier, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but why? There's no mm-hmm. value there. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm, that's not what I do. Like I focus on value. Like anytime you send a consult with me, I will give you tips. Yeah. Yes, all the time, right? Yeah. And people forget about that. They forget about adding value first. Mm -hmm. And like I say, I'm not minimizing startups. Like it's hard work, right? But I've always been like, if I can leave these people, even if it's an e-com business Mm -hmm. or a service-based business, Mm -hmm. better off than when they didn't know me to when they do know me, Mm -hmm. I've done my job. Yeah. If you get off a 45-minute paid consult with me and I didn't provide you value. Yeah. I'm way off my game in that day. Exactly right. And so, you know, and I also, what I love about the book, The Go-Givers, is they talk about the five laws of stratospheric success. Mm -hmm. And they talk about the first law is the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payments. Mm -hmm. They then talk about the law of compensation and they talk about your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. 
They then go on to say the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Mm-hmm. They also then go on to talk about the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have is the gift of your, is to offer yourself. And then they talk about the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Mm-hmm. But again, in the world of gurus on the internet and everywhere else, people are like, go for the customer, go for the jugular, do this, do that, right? But again, you, you lead with those five common laws, the law of value, the law of compensation, the law of influence, the law mm-hmm. of authenticity, and the law of receptivity. I don't know how life can't be positive. Right. And, and, and so and for those people that are like, oh, yay, manifesting or positively. No, it's like common sense. Yes. You treat people <laughs> kindly and you will. And that's the whole essence about how, you know, I've grown this business is, you know, I, people say, well, how do you use human to human marketing and to increase your visibility, your reach and your sales mm-hmm. is, you know, I show up in my own Facebook community. So I've got a Facebook community called the Australian business collaborative. There's about 7,000 business owners from around the world in there. When mentors told me not to show up because it was a free group and a waste of my time, I, I didn't. I said, this is my way of actually treating them like humans. Mm-hmm. This is my way of being able to answer questions. This is my way of being able to add value and leave them better off. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people I convert to coaching clients, right? Because they said, Ange, I've been in your group for the last year or I've been in your group for the last three months and you and your team acknowledge me and you respond to my comments and you make me feel like a human and that it's okay to ask questions. Mm-hmm. If I would have so done important. what my coaches have told me to do and just say, listen, have your VA do that. <laughs> okay, well, my VA is still in there. Don't get me wrong, but we're tag team. Yeah. So if I miss a question she'll, and she can't provide value, she'll tag me. So I'm not answering every question because it's a group of 7,000. I would be there all day long, right? Right. But the thing is we've created a space. Mm -hmm. We've created an interaction and an experience that one faces with my brand and my team. And because of that, I've also, I'm disruptive. And what I mean is, is that I'm now the purple cow Mm -hmm. because well, all the other coaches want to go into their groups and I call it the seagull effect is you always know when it's launch time. Mm-hmm. Because these coaches miraculously appear in their groups. They shit their shit like a seagull shits on you in the human mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. And then they leave the group. I yeah. don't. I, I show up. Yeah, so we started a group just when this whole COVID thing went down because there's just so much bad information about the yes. tech stuff. Um, and so I'll post really good like articles and stuff in there. But what I've noticed about like especially like Facebook groups and like people I like even people I've like the programs I've signed up for like they don't monitor their groups like there's no I'm like are you gonna handle these people (laughs) you know it's like engage with these people yeah interact with these people yeah provide value but also moderate properly Uh you know there's a lot of like not like political stuff or just stuff that's just not doesn't belong there Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, why do I have to report all this? Where are you guys? <laughs> yep. No, absolutely. I'm just like, in, in many ways, you can damage your brand by having a group if you're not going to be present and actually, you know, providing value and interacting. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of feel like when I talk about human to human marketing, for me, it just is like, I feel like this should be a co- like, this should be common sense, mm-hmm. right? Like it should just be. But the thing is, is because of what we consume on the internet or on podcasts or everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and, and because again, it's very counterintuitive because mm-hmm. people are like, if I had value, 
and I'm not making sales, then my business sucks. No, it's like, it doesn't work like that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you, so using human to human marketing to increase your visibility in sales can be like, again, you're showing up, you're being the purple cow. Mm -hmm. I also hop on my own discovery calls. Now, the reason why I do that is I could have a sales team and there's still talks about me getting a sales team, but I will still have a touch point with them every time before I convert. Because the, here's the thing is you don't walk into BMW and say you're going to take the $100,000 car without test driving it. You don't. Right. You go like, hey, do you have this? Do you have it in this color? Or do you have it in leather seats? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't own a BMW, but I don't either. Those are, those, those are the questions you've asked me. Like, we assume that's how this goes. Yeah, yeah. But you would be like, you know, there's questions you want to sit in it, mm -hmm. right? Is it standard or is it automatic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? You ask questions. So again, when I've been told by all these, by all my own coaches, is that you must go out and have a sales team. This never felt good for me because I'm like. I need, I don't, if I'm about to sign someone to, and I'm going to work intimately with them for six months yes. and I don't hop on a call with them to make sure we're the right fit. I've actually just potentially screwed them and me right? because I like, I'm now like, Oh my God, dreading getting on phone calls every month with these people because, and so for me, as I show up in my groups, when others told me didn't, I hop on discovery calls when mm. people told me didn't. And I also work really hard to remember particular things about people. That might sound so minuscule, but in my group, if I'm doing a live and I see that Johnny's been on every time, mm -hmm. like, hey, Johnny, how's, if how, you know, I will make sure I find a way to find out where does Johnny live? Does Johnny have kids? What's going on? Because mm -hmm. then the next time I'm on, hey, Johnny, hope's all, you know, all well down on the Gold Coast. Have a great weekend with your kids. Thanks for hopping in. The amount of emails I get, again, from people going, thank you so much for like, you said hi to me Yeah, you or you like, you remembered that I had a baby six months ago and you asked how I was going. Like, I know it might seem minuscule, but again, if you put them in the forefront of your mind as they are human beings mm -hmm. buying from you mm -hmm. who want to experience that interaction again with you, you're going, how can you not like, um, there was a lady just recently Every Christmas, I give money away to random people, and I'll just say like, "Hey, if you know someone, let me know. How can I help?" Mm -hmm. And this lady messaged me, and she said, "Listen, I don't have money for gifts for my kids." And she said, um, "And I said, that's cool. That's all I need to know. Please give me your bank account, and I'll transfer money through." And I was just uh, doing my new Instagram course, where it's a business course for businesses, twenty-seven dollar course actually, just to get people in and get their Instagram up and running, especially for those new starters businesses. And she said, "I'd like to gift three of these courses at twenty-seven dollars to people in your community. I don't want to be named." And she's like, I don't know if you remember me, but three years ago, you put money in my account. And she goes, and I just wanted to say thank you for that. And, um, and she goes, this is my way of repaying it again now. So it's like, she never, she's never bought anything from me because she's no longer in business, right? Mm -hmm. But she remembered that interaction and experience that we had with my brand. And then she just saw this come up and she's like, this is what I'd like to do. Mm -hmm. So again, if you remember and lead by treating people as humans first, I'm telling you, like I've really only just done Facebook ads for this particular business in the last six months or so, like really, really ads, mm -hmm. everything else. I haven't made hundreds of thousands of dollars every year 
Do you mean through ads? I've made it through my relationships with people Mm -hmm. because they also, what people forget by human to human marketing is I will be in multiple Facebook communities. People will ask for a business consultant and they're tagging me. You need Angela. You need Angela. You need Angela. Mm -hmm. But I've never even worked with these people. So I'm like, (laughs) so then I'll look at their name and then I'll go into my group and they're in my group. And, or that's the only direct thing that I can put together as the puzzle piece, right? Is they've seen me show up in my group. They've seen me treat people like humans. They've treat, I've shown up with kindness. I've added value and they do my marketing for me. Right. And, so and I'm just important. like, so important. I love, so, it. I love it. See, so it's just about remembering that this, and again, my last thing that I really talk about human to human marketing is the importance of conversations equal connections and equal conversions. Mm-hmm. I like that So the one. more conversations you have with people and you keep treat them like human beings, the more conversions you're going to have. So think about for those listening right now in your business, when was the last time you picked up the phone and had a conversation with your people? Any person that comes into my 12 month group coaching program, which is my lower end product program, um, I call them every single week myself to welcome them to the program. I've got time dedicated. Now, I don't have hundreds of thousands of people coming through because obviously I'd have to make a new thing, but there's maybe five to six coming through. Mm-hmm. I'll sit time aside. I will call them. I spend 10 to 15 minutes with them, just welcoming them into the program. And uh, I can tell you this hand on heart. I've only ever refunded two people in my entire uh, business career. So again, it's, you might think, oh, it's a little bit more work, poor me, but it isn't to me. I look at this as treating them again, like people and my longevity with these particular people uh, pays itself in dividends. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love, you know, actually just, um, I, I avoid the phone, but I had a client call yeah. yesterday and we were just like, we just talked for a long time. I was like, everything good? She's like, yeah. She's like, I just wanted to update you on this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, all right, I got notes. We're good to go. Um, and I was just like, I need to, it just kind of reminded me that I need to start making more phone calls. I mean, we, we have a lot of touch points with our clients during the year, like on purpose. Right. Um, and we do zoom calls with a lot of those touch points. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's always a good time to just like, what's going on? What's really going on? What's really going on? I have my own agenda, but if there's something else you need to talk about, Mm -hmm. tell me now and we'll do, we'll handle it. Right. But the other thing though, too, is, is like people, most people don't answer their phones. I don't. <laughs> because they're like, who the hell is this? Yeah. So, but what they do again is that, that experience and interaction, you've created a memory. Right. Oh, Ange took the time to pick up the phone mm-hmm. and left me a message. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was on my way to the mail dives for a mastermind and I was stuck in Singapore and we had closed carts the night before on my program. Mm-hmm. And so I had my list of everyone and I just used Skype credit in the airport to call each of them. And of the uh, 12 people that signed up for this particular round, mm-hmm. 10 people didn't even answer the phones. It literally was like, hi, it's Ange, hang up. Hi, it's Ange, hang up. <laughs> but then the two people that did answer, they said, one person goes, oh my God, how did you get my number? This is fraud. Ange is on the way to the Mel Dives for her mastermind. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It, I'm here. I'm in Singapore. But they couldn't believe that I'd actually done it. And another person was like, oh my God, like I need one, literally said I'm pulling the car over because I can't believe it's you. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is again, 
They're like, I've solidified Mm -hmm. that they're important. I've solidified that Mm -hmm. I appreciate them, Mm -hmm. that again, I'm adding value to these guys, right? Um, Same thing with my women in business retreat. I run uh, Australia's leading women in business retreat. We cap it at 50 people only, super intimate group of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, every year before we go, I will, I spend about three hours and I call all 50 people. Again, though, here's the thing. Like 80% don't answer the phone, people. It's like a ton of like five right? of them. They don't actually, they don't call back either. Nope. I won't but they will back. Send I'll me be like, message. thanks for calling though. <laughs> but that's what, but you know, they will send me a DM because yeah. God forbid they call me back. <laughs> but they'll get a DM. Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm so excited to get to the yeah. retreat. I loved your message. Yeah, I'm pumped, right? Yeah. But again, those 50 people have now another imprint into me caring about them and their needs right so you get to choose what you do Mm -hmm. but I can sit here and say that I don't make the money I do because of Facebook ads I've made the money because what I do is because I add value into people's life through human to human marketing I love that and you know I do pre-interview for every podcast because Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we can hang out yeah right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it's like I just want to talk to people who are going to give our client you know give our listeners some amazing value and that I can riff with, right? Yeah, and that's totally. what, that's what makes this authentic too, right? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay, so that was awesome. I had other questions, but we're gonna wrap it up. So, um, what is the easiest way for people to find you? The easiest way is I say, you know, each and every one of you will have different needs. And so if mm-hmm. you want to listen to my podcast, if you want to read my latest blog article, if you want to book a discovery call to work with me, mm-hmm. head to my website, angelahenderson.com.au, because then you can pick and choose where you see yourself uh, in that, in my ecosystem. So yeah, angelahenderson.com.au. And then we'll drop all that stuff, all the links um, in the description box. Yep. So we talked a ton about human mar- human to human um, marketing. So, you know, what is your number one piece of advice, um, for a business owner to implement just today to start the process of that human to human marketing? Again, pick up the phone, pick up the phone, send an email. And again, if you don't want to get on the phone, there are things like you go, you go to Instagram, you can voice record, you can voice record on Facebook. Yeah. You can like, it's remember, it's, it's how can you connect with them in different ways than what everyone else is doing? Yeah. So your emails, your stock standard, you're responding in a DMs, your stock standard. So many people are like, Oh my God, I didn't even know you could voice record. This is amazing. This is awesome. Right. Again, they hear your voice. Mm-hmm. There's an emotional connection. So mm-hmm. my thing is pick up the phone, send a voice message, yeah. look at how mm-hmm. you can start just make a list of your clients put some time into your diary, just do it. Because I'm yeah. telling you, once you do it once and you get the reactions from people mm-hmm. and you start to see that growth happen, uh, you're going to think, why didn't I do this earlier? I love it. I like looms because I'm constantly Loom. like yep. reviewing stuff for people. And I was yep. writing, I was like typing out this long ass email yesterday and I was like, never mind, I'm firing up my loom. This is a 10 minute loom. <laughs> yep. Max. Yep. It's just, it helps people so much to hear my voice over what I'm going to show totally. them. Yeah, but there's also another really cool app called Bonjourno where um, you can, it's B-O-N-J-O-R-O. And mm-hmm. what happens is you can actually bring your entire list. So if you've got segmented email lists mm-hmm. in your um, CRM, yeah. you can bring them over to Bonjourno, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. And then it will give them their name and their email. And then you just record the live video and on like right there and it will send it out to them with no questions. Uh-huh. And you can have like a templated email. So you record your email, mm-hmm. you choose the template that you want to use just for the email written part of it mm-hmm. and it will fire it off. 
off automatically. That's really cool. I really like that because I just do better. <laughs> I just do better audit, you know, talking to people. Yeah. And I will say it um, a thousand times. It's, it's totally fine. Uh, yeah. I've done it on this podcast millions yeah. of times. Yeah, uh, but you get the real me. And a lot of the time I'm like very confused. (laughs) Uh You get my whole process of like, wait, is that right? Wait, no, maybe this. (laughs) That's what makes it work, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have an awesome day. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.